Hey everyone, it's Danielle from uh, the Thought Card Podcast. Happy that you guys are tuning in today. I am here at She Podcast Live with DL. She is the host of the Side Hustle with Soul podcast, which is actually one of my favorite podcasts to every week. And I'm really happy to have her on the show. Hey, DL. Hi, I'm so excited to be here with yeah. you live. Oh in my person, gosh. Right. In person, in person. So I love what you're doing and I love your story. And I think that side hustling is something that has taken a lot of traction, a lot of traction recently. And I um, just wanted to kind of talk to you a little bit more about like what you're doing and why you think it's important. So tell us a little bit about how you got started with side hustling. Yes, so I've been answering that question all week in here at the conference. How did I get started? And I'll just be very frank and real, student loans. And so I work as a social worker at a college, and I make decent, okay money. But I have about six figures worth of student loan debt. Um, I did everything I could in college. I got a job. I got scholarships, but still it wasn't enough. And I had to get my master's in order to be certified as a social worker. And so I didn't want to get a second job with my full-time job as a social worker. And so I said, well, I have to start my own business. And so I got into network marketing. I did Beachbody. And then I learned about the coaching world. And, like, my head exploded. Like, I can make the money teaching. I can make money teaching people how to do things that I already know how to do, mentoring them, helping them get to their goals, which is absolutely life-changing. And then I've had other side hustles, like starting websites for people, um, selling my digital products on Etsy, and so all things side hustling. But, yeah, that's how I got started. Very interesting. So why is it important to start your own business versus, like, doing an Uber or some other side hustles that are pretty popular, like earning money online? That's such a great question. And so I always say that you want something that you can control. When I go to my job, I have to you know, meet with my clients, I have a boss, I have to go in a certain time. It's very limited. I can't control much of it. You want your business something that you control, some sort of creative outlet. If you have those skills, that's great, but something that you have control over. You can set your rates. You can set how much you want to work. You can set what that business looks like for you. And it's fun. Yeah. I think you look like you're having a lot of fun, yeah, too. Yeah, no, it's definitely work, but I, I'm definitely having fun. And just the connections and the relationships that I've made having my own business. I don't know. Are there, like, Facebook groups for Uber drivers? Like, is that connection really there? And so that's also a great element. So why did you focus on service-based business? Like, why is that a focus of yours? Yes, definitely. And so... When I first started side hustling, I had my Etsy shop. So just, you know, selling digital products, my digital planners for $27, $14. And I worked really, really hard to make those several hours putting those together and marketing those and getting people to buy them. And then when I would just see, you know, $7 come into my bank account after all the expenses were paid, I was sad. I was like, I worked too hard for this. And so that's how I started selling services. And then I'll get clients for $1,500. making more from one client than I would in my paycheck. I'm like, oh, this is the way to go. Especially if you're trying to quit your full-time job. Not everybody who has a side hustle wants to quit their full-time job, but the people who do want to go into that stage of being a full-time business owner, services are the way to go to get your income the maximum, the highest level, quickest. Right. So you talked about Etsy. So people Mm -hmm. who don't know what Etsy is, like, Talk to us about the transition from Etsy to now having your own set of clients. Yes. And so what I wanted to do with my business and what I'm still doing is empowering women and helping women live more productive, engaging lives. And so I've always been a very ambitious person, always been very goal-oriented. And so I wanted to make these planners that I created myself 
to help people achieve their goals. And so they're just paper planners that somebody could just download the file and print out at home. And I would sell them on Etsy, which is an artist marketplace, if you will. It's like the Amazon, but for artists that do all sorts of things. So that's what Etsy is. And so when I, you know, have that realization that I'm not really making any money and that this is a big commitment and I'm not seeing the return on my investment, that is when I stepped into the coaching space of saying, okay, well, maybe I can coach women and maybe I can become a life coach. And so I had a few productivity clients come in, but that's when I realized that all of my clients wanted to know, well, how do, how do I start a side hustle? How do I start a business? And then that is how I got into business coaching. Right. So it sounds like Etsy could be a passive income source. Yes. Yes. And yes. coaching is very active. Definitely. Say. Definitely. Okay. But Etsy, you still have to promote it. If nobody knows about your shop, you have to promote it on Instagram. Pinterest is huge for Etsy. So it still is a lot of work. It's just a different type of work. That energy is there. Those hours are definitely still there. But it really is like, are you a more like behind the scenes person or do you want to be out there promoting your services and working one-on-one with people so let's talk about time management so we both have full-time jobs Mm -hmm. and how do you manage to actually have a side hustle actually productive side hustle that's making you money and um, maintain your full-time job as well yes it is a sacrifice (laughs) it is dedication and is a lot of consistency and so I'll kind of start like where I was in the beginning so when I first had my business and when I was podcasting and I took that on as well I would spend my whole entire weekend working on my business and I was completely exhausted. When I would show up to work Monday morning, my boss would look at me like, what did you do? You look a mess. Did you rest? Right, exactly. (laughs) Like, you look a mess. Like, did you, like, bags would be under my eyes. I was exhausted. And I said, I can't do this anymore. My fiance, I never spent any time with him. I said, this isn't fair to anybody. I'm working around the clock. And so I implemented this system. I call it the one thing method where I broke down all of my business goals that I wanted to achieve for the week. So usually three goals that I really love accomplished by the end of the week. And I would assign each task before work and after work. So I would just do one thing before I go to work and one thing after work. So right now that might look like I'll record a podcast Monday morning and Monday night, I'll get on a coaching call with one of my clients. Tuesday morning, I'll do a live video. Wednesday, uh, Tuesday night, I would write an email. So just one thing. And then I realized at the end of the week, I had all these things accomplished and it wasn't overwhelming. I could still look at my fiance at the end of the night and actually have a conversation with them, things that are important. And I got a lot of things done in my business. And so that's one of my my tactics I use for time management. It's so simple. Just one thing, right? Like one thing. Also, I follow you on Instagram and you have like a nice morning routine set up. So can you talk to us about like what, when you wake up, how that looks like and how early do you wake up? Oh, that's a good question too. So I have a love-hate relationship with morning routines. It took me a while to implement it. And I feel like people need to give themselves grace when they're trying to implement a morning routine. So what it looks like right now is I wake up at 5 and I will go in and I will automatically do yoga to wake up my body and just move and just like physically wake up. And then I'll go into a meditation. I love the Meditation Minis podcast. And Shell Hamilton is here at this conference. I did and not I, know. And I want to be here. I'm okay. like trying to stalk her and meet her. Um, so Meditation Minis, no more than 10 minutes for meditation. I can't do that hour-long stuff. Um, and then I will get to work. And so what that looks like, I might journal my intentions, spend like five or 10 minutes journaling, nothing intensive. And then I will start on whatever my one thing is. And it feels really, really good. I highly recommend this for side hustlers to get something done in your business before you go to work. Because after work, you're tired, 
you may not have the energy I just want to sit down somewhere. And also what I what I struggled with is I had animosity towards my day job. I'm like, my day job is getting my best energy, my best ideas, the sharpest version of me, and like my business is suffering. So just doing something small before you go into work, I'm like, my day job can have the rest of me. I got the stuff that matters to me the most done. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I follow you all the time. So I'm like, this is because I wake up at like 545, okay. but I just like wake up and go straight to work. But you're mm. saying like, you know what, let me set this intention to focus on what's important to me and my business first and foremost before I give them my best self. Exactly. exactly. That's really important. So for people who want to start a service-based business, where do they get started with finding clients? Yes. So I would look at what you're trying to do. And so say you're a photographer or say that you're a copywriter. Where is your ideal client hanging out at? So if you're a photographer with moms, is your ideal client hanging out in a Facebook group? Is there a mommy and me play date that you can show up to on the weekends? Where is your ideal client out hanging out? If they are a copywriter, are they a lot in Pinterest? Are they looking for articles on how to straighten up their copy? So you want to be hanging out where your ideal client is. And it also wants to be a fun place for you. Like for me, I love Facebook, but I also have a love-hate relationship with Facebook. And my ideal client necessarily isn't hanging out on Facebook either, so I don't show up there. And so it's always important to connect with where your ideal client is hanging out. And how do you like foster that relationship to go from like stranger to now like client that actually pays you? Definitely. So I love content marketing. I have my podcast, which warms people up. I'm big on Instagram. So I have IGTV. I show up on stories every day. I write posts and I batch create all of that content so that I'm not doing it every single day. And so I love content marketing where people really get to know more about me. I'm dabbling into email. That's something that I'm starting to do. But content marketing is this driving force. Right, right, right. Okay, so let's talk about student loans mm -hmm. and how your side hustling has allowed you to pay off some of your debt. Yes. And so that, again, like that was the main motivation behind starting my business. And so my side hustle has paid off $5,000 in addition to the monthly payments that I make uh, off of my paycheck. And so that is a huge one for me. It's very small. I just graduated a year ago. So that's a small goal. And my business is starting to pick up some traction. So next year's goal would be 20000 Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm really, really excited. And it just blows my mind. Every time I get an invoice from a client, like, man, that is my whole paycheck in one client. Right. And it just it always reminds me of the opportunity of entrepreneurship. And I'm just so grateful that I know about this. There was a season in my life where I thought the only way to make it is to work. The only way to make it is to get a PhD. I have a PhD acceptance letter that I deferred. I don't know what I want to do with it yet. But like that's the only way that you can make money. But entrepreneurship has changed my life. And so if anybody wants to start just, you know, taking pictures or doing something small, a skill that you already have, say that you're a relationship coach or you really overcome the, a divorce that you've had in your life, you can teach other people how to do that. So all these skills that we already have can be a very, very lucrative side hustle. I paid my wedding photographer $2,500 to take my pictures for a few hours. And so these things can be very lucrative and can help you pay off your debt. Right. I, I'm actually like, that's great. That's yeah. really, really great. And it's like you're making this money on the side and it's going towards like furthering that debt repayment mm -hmm. for sure, for sure. So talk to me about like your future plans and like maybe perhaps some of the success that your clients have had over like your coaching program. Yes. And so... 
I definitely have helped my clients launch successfully and kick their coaching programs off the roof, just off the top of my head. I have one client who is a manifestation coach. So she specializes in helping people manifest their best life. She just had a $5,000 launch with the group program she just launched. And so that's really exciting. I work with a photographer in Utah and she is connected with moms. And so she just doubled her prices and is launching $3,000 for her uh, mom pictures. And so that's really exciting. And so there's so much opportunity in this space for people to market online, get clients online and do something that they're really passionate about. Right, right, right. So do you think there's a difference between a hobby and a side hustle? Yes, Absolutely. I know there's a big difference. Like, yeah, yeah. She, she can see my face. I'm like, oh, yes, 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 yes. I would say it's the consistency. And I have like this framework. I'm thinking about making it into a book. Um, yes, called, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. You will have to help me. Yeah, we can do it. We can yeah. do it. We can okay. do it. Yes. Uh, called Daily Decisions. And it's the fact that you have to choose your business every single day. One of the struggles I see my clients having is they think their business as an employee, like I'm going to tell them what to do. I ain't writing nobody's IG post. I'm not going live for them. They have to do it themselves. And so it's that intentional, conscious decision. Like, I literally have thoughts like, okay, instead of watching Netflix, I'm going to go create this copy. Instead of, you know, doing this that I really want to do or going out to drinks with my friends this night, I'm going to delay it, do it on the weekend, and I'm going to choose something that will help press my business forward. And so daily decisions, choosing your business every single day, is what's going to make it a business and not a hobby. Because hobbies, you could dabble in, you could put it down, you could switch. But really that consistency and that choosing it every single day has changed the game for me and thinking about it that way. Like, am I choosing my business today? Am I doing the actions that's going to move my business forward today has helped me and my clients a lot. Right, right, right. So let's talk a little about travel. That's one of my favorite, <laughs> my favorite things. So I know that you do go on vacations mm-hmm. and I think when you're going on vacations, it's really about resting and relaxation. So how does travel play into your life? And what do you see travel in the future for yourself? You know what, Danielle? I'm going to be very, very honest. So after our interview on my podcast, yes, the Side yes. Hustle with Soul podcast, I got off of that and I was like, dang, she paid off the debt and she traveled and she made a good commitment. And this was around my 24th birthday. And I said, I looked back on that last year and I said, I didn't really do any of it. It was all the business, the business and business. And now I'm seeing the fruit of that. But I made a commitment this year that I'm going to travel. So just in October, last weekend, I was in San Diego. Nice. Yes, this weekend, I'm in Atlanta. I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. And next weekend, I'll be in Asheville. And so it's just these weekend trips that I take a a portion of my money from my business and I put in a separate bank account like you recommended to do these things that just help me get out of my own like environment fill my cup up and actually look back on my year and say I did something exactly like I saw something different and new and even though I've been to San Diego and Atlanta but these experiences doing this I couldn't do this if I was still at home yes and so making it a priority has been the biggest thing for me and that's definitely inspired by you (laughs) I love that I mean I think it's it's important like even today I went for a run in Atlanta just Mm kind of ran three miles you see the city I feel Mm -hmm. energized in a different way compared to if I was home so Mm -hmm. it's like a nice little even the weekend trips I feel like those are the best like a little dose 
got to go to work on Monday. Right. So that's really important. Uh, but it just all fuels into the creative process. So I think that's like that's super important. Yeah, absolutely. So talk about uh, a little bit about your coaching programs moving forward and what do you have plans for your business? Absolutely. And so I just wrapped up my mastermind, sold out of my mastermind, which is a group coaching program for six months that I only allow 10 women in. So I'm really excited about that. We start on Monday. And so that's really exciting. But I always offer one-on-one coaching. So if somebody wants me in their back pocket, helping them launch their coaching business or helping them launch their services online, I'm your girl. And so I work one-on-one with my clients, typically women, millennial women who are really interested in monetizing their social media to sell their services. Um, And I've been really inspired by this conference to really amplify my podcast and to move that along. And then a secret project that I don't think I've shared anywhere else. I'm going to start a YouTube channel as well. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I actually want to do a YouTube channel, but I don't know. Hopefully I'll be inspired. Yeah. There's always like, there's a block there. Yeah. I, yeah, I struggle with like repurposing my content and really what do I want that platform to be utilized for? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. So I love that you have various things. You have the Etsy shop, you have your coaching business, mm-hmm. you have the mastermind. So you're creating a portfolio mm-hmm. that's in addition to your nine to five job. So I really like that. And for me, it's sort of like stacking wealth, wealth mm-hmm. your wealth stack. So there's passive income sources and there's also the, you know, the hours you're trading dollars time for time for money which is really important have you thought about like passive income and how will that play in the longevity of your business definitely so that's something i want to utilize absolutely and now i'm building the audience and the traction with like my email list and with things that will help make passive income a lot more streamlined i'm looking into sponsorships for the podcast that's a great way to do passive income also that's another uh reason why I want to do YouTube because the ad spend there is something that I could just put content up and get that, you know, that benefit for. And so I've been thinking about ways that I can sneak it into the things that I'm already doing. Um, but I also would love to get into real estate once I pay off my debt, have different properties to have that income coming in as well. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. And um, can you talk a little bit about like, what are some of the resources that you use to kind of make sure that your skills are sharp so that you can be present? when you are, you know, dealing with your clients and working one-on-one with your clients? So I'm big on investing. I always have a coach. I work with three different business coaches this year to keep me up on my game and also being really plugged into the platforms that you're utilizing. So if you're utilizing Instagram to grow your business, you need to know the ins and outs of that platform. You need to know what are the new trends coming on? How are they utilizing a certain feature on the platform? Like what's the latest thing going on with stories? So I always tell my clients, like if you want to grow your business on Facebook, you want to grow your business on Pinterest, you need to know what the stats are. Subscribe to their email list. Get on their live videos that the actual platform is doing and utilizing to learn all the different ways that you can amplify and strengthen what your content is on. And so you need to be nosy and really understand the platforms that you're using. And then go to these conferences. I love live events. It just helps me like submerge and get more in depth into like being a business owner because I wear so many hats. We all do. Like I'm a social worker and then I'm a fiance and I'm a daughter and I'm a sister and I'm a friend and uh, it, it can be so much. And so 
really when I come to live events, like I am a business owner and I get to step into that space powerfully. And so that amplifies my mindset. I love making all the connections and meeting all of my internet friends in person. And so that's what I've been utilizing to grow my mindset and my skills around my business. And it also like feeds the process because your clients can see that you are investing in yourself as well. So it's all like that social proof that I'm here, I'm present, I'm connected to my industry and I can really provide you guidance. Exactly. I love that. I love that. All right, DL, this was a fantastic conversation. I'm inspired (laughs) for sure, for sure. So let us know how we can connect with you and if you have any upcoming projects that we can uh, hear more about. Yes, so you can always follow me on Instagram. That is where I'm hanging out the most. You can follow me at Side Biz Coach, Biz with a Z, Side Biz Coach, and follow my podcast as well, Side Hustle with Soul. I'm doing a rebrand of it. I'm really excited. I've gotten so many ideas here. So that, that's how you can connect with me. Yes, thank you, DL. This was so much fun. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>